Hey guys, welcome back to the Adrian Bow podcast featuring Troy Malcolm. This week, Adrian, we're going to do something special. We're going to bring a recent skills workshop that you and I both hosted that we send out to the entire McGraw network on a weekly basis. Now, listeners, you're going to get this pretty much every fortnight, but what it is is tapping into the skills and challenges and objectives and traits that you need to use out in the field to make your business grow. Adrian, why did we do this and why is it so important in the field right now? It goes to my love, uh, Troy, which is that paradigm between motivational and practitioner work. So I always made a commitment if I ever coached or trained agents that I could share dialogue and strategies and systems and checklists that they can implement into their business the same day or the next day and move the needle with listings and sales because that is our KPI and that's what we're measured on. And I like to have my agents achieve immediate results from the work that we do. Hey, listeners, if you like this, rate it five stars, send us a review, send us questions, because we want to make sure that it's relevant for you every single week. Enjoy the episode. Hey guys, welcome back to episode number 16 of the Skills Workshop with Adrian Bow and Troy Malcolm. Thank you so much for tuning in every week. We know this is really getting traction and we congratulate everyone that has really hit 2019 running because we've heard about some phenomenal results. Sure. Adrian, last week we spoke about two key case studies that you had as the auctioneer and negotiated with both buyer, seller and made it really fair and found market value. You mentioned during that episode that there was two elements that you were really focused on throughout the campaign on behalf of the buyer and behalf of the seller that made sure you had price alignment. Yes. We recently saw John talk about price alignment strategies throughout a number of webinars that we've been conducting around the group and Zoom meetings. Yeah. Can we emphasize and talk about what you did over the course of your career to date and then yes. what you're also focused on going forward because I know you're still actively mentoring, coaching and doing deals yourself. So that'd be a great insight. I think that everyone would get a lot of benefit from. Sure. Well, firstly, there's, there's two pieces, as you know, Troy. There's the vendor communication piece and the buyer communication piece both need to be consistent and with high frequency okay so I I coached one of our guys this week Troy who would be perceived as a senior agent in the network um, and he was talking about a clearance rate of only around 80% and I said are you meeting with your vendors every week he said no every two weeks Uh, He said, why does that make a difference I said look it makes a difference because when you do get to that point of an offer, be it at or before auction or even in a private treaty scenario, and you as their agent and as their chosen professional make a professional recommendation in that, Troy, I strongly believe that this is the highest and best market value price we will achieve for the property because we've had, you know, 4,000 web views, 30 groups, contracts, etc. You can say that with conviction, Mm -hmm. uh, knowing that you've done everything right and you've met with them at least once a week. Uh, uh, to have that face-to-face rapport and to build that trust because I want I want that vendor to say you know what Adrian's worked is absolute behind off mm-hmm. in this process he's been out every week without fail I get a phone call every day without fail I receive two written reports per week without fail I can't question the process yep. I can't question the marketing I can't question the agent so after 30 days if 850 is market value well, how do I argue with that? Okay, so that vendor communication piece is absolutely vital. And you know what? In that vendor meeting, if you've got nothing to necessarily report, yep. just 
ask them, say, Troy, how are you feeling about the campaign? You know, we've got half an hour to spend. I really, really enjoy catching up with you. Nothing's changed from what I spoke about yesterday, but how are you feeling about things? Oh, it's funny you say that, Adrian, because, the, you know, I'm looking to buy a property, and I went and had a look at one yesterday, and it was exactly what I was after, but I'm not in a position to buy unless I sell. Okay, great insight for me as the agent, right? So it's just little hacks that you only will achieve through face-to-face -face that you won't achieve on email or, or, or on the phone, okay? So that's really important. Yeah, key question there, guys. How do you feel everything is going, right? That's something that doesn't get asked at all in most cases. And, you know, we're very fortunate. We did a listing assessment with 145 hand-selected agents throughout the group in recent months. Yeah. Uh, and we've seen those results and questions-based listing presentations and questions-based feedback meetings, as yes. in vendor reports and also face-to-face -face meetings, are, are really critical to the success of a campaign. Definitely. The other thing, the other question that I really like is, is there anything that I'm not doing that you would like me to do? So sure. two key questions that if you're not asking your vendors today, yes. uh, in your face-to-face -face meetings, how do you think everything is going? And the second one, is there anything that I'm not doing that you would like to see me do? Absolutely. Um, really easy questions to overcome. Mm. And normally it's an opportunity to the vendor to say, listen, I really do like everything you're doing, mm. but there's one thing. Yeah. You keep opening the back blind, and I've yeah. got a concern because yeah. I know that the building next door sometimes looks over, and the, yeah. the neighbours there are a bit cuckoo. Or yeah. Whatever that is, yeah. you just don't want to leave that as an opportunity for the vendor to feel that we've missed something Correct. along the way. You've got to eliminate every possible obstacle for the vendor to doubt your recommendation in a week or three weeks' time. So even if they say, like, you know what, I'm not convinced 10 o'clock's the best time because it doesn't show the light, great, let's open it twice this Saturday, 10 o'clock and 1 o'clock. Yeah. You know, because I know. In two weeks, when I do deliver that offer, and I can say with uh, veracity and conviction that that is market value, if not higher, yep. I don't need any obstacles for the owner to doubt me because they don't doubt their doctor, they don't doubt their accountant, they don't doubt their solicitor. Mm -hmm. They take recommendations, uh, you know, very clearly and concisely, and we need to fall into that same space. Another thing I noticed, Adrian, throughout the course of your campaign, you have had a forensic analysis approach to every single property that comes onto the market. Uh, whether that's an online research, you're printing out floor plans, and you're actually taking them to the vendor meetings to discuss stuff that buyers are going to see value in that may compete or affect the pricing alignment of your property. So it's not only based on the comparable sales. We know that's how we determine the listing appointment for price. We need to understand what buyers are also seeing that they're comparing to the property that we have for sale. Absolutely, yeah. So the dialogue I've found best works, Troy, is that the market is being dictated week by week on its own without any influence from myself or you. Yep. So what that means is every new property that's listed within the seven days that I've caught up with my vendor, we need to take that on board. Mm -hmm. Every property that's been sold within that seven days that I caught up with my vendor, we need to take that on board. Yep. Okay, because the market, each sale, each listing is either detracting or attracting our buyers uh, that we're working with. So, you know, the, the goalpost can change very quickly within a seven-day period. And that's why it's important to bring the REA and domain stats. Yep. Right, okay. Is our ratio off? We've had 3,000 web hits, 28 email inquiries, six phone inquiries, but only four people through the open house inspection. So I call it my my index or my ratio, if you like, yep. that I've got a Coogee ratio, a Maruba ratio, a Ramwick ratio. Yep. I will know based on that ratio, whether we're on or off track. I'm recommending to all agents listening today, Troy, is have their own ratio, yeah. whether it's a Borkham Hills, Castle Hill, or, uh, or or Lane Cove ratio, what that looks like. So there's some KPIs, key KPIs there, email inquiry, phone inquiry, web hits, 
uh, and web, web, web visits and physical inspections. So you all need to collate that through and make sure that you're either on or off track. And if, if it is one of those, have some key levers that you can talk to your vendor about, which are you know quite simple, and that's always price, presentation, and marketing. Great news is we're off track. Uh, we can actually alter the course of this campaign very, very quickly and go from only four groups through, no contracts out, yep. to actually 26 groups through and three contracts out, same marketplace, same piece of real estate within a seven-day period. Yeah, and it's also a great leverage point to speak to buyers. Sure. You're talking about it to the vendors, but on the flip side, you can also have that discussion with buyers to say, oh my God, you saw 123 Smith Street. Mm. What did you like so much about that compared to my property that I'm representing? Definitely. Right? And because you have the knowledge of what's actually happening in that property, you can talk about the floor plan. Yes. Right? But it's that hyper-local knowledge expertise that we really need to dive into yes. to have better conversations. And then use data to support it. I'm a big advocate of data, and I know that most people in our marketplace, when they see something, it becomes visual. Definitely. It becomes that reality for them that then they can make an educated decision. That's right. Yeah, then you've got the buyer feedback piece, Troy, which is not dissimilar, especially in this market, because as you and I often talk about in our coaching is, we are seeing single-digit number open house attendees. If that's the case, use it to your advantage. Yeah. So your callbacks are not going to take as long. So, you know, by Monday, 12 o'clock, if you started your callbacks on a Saturday, you can have your vendor reports out by Monday afternoon and actually have your face-to-face -face meetings on a Tuesday, where in an abnormal boom market, it'd be when Wednesday before you finish your callbacks and then you wouldn't have time to do your vendor face-to-face -face before the Thursday open house. So, you know, I think take advantage of those slower numbers, have callback-like dialogue at the open for I was going to say, that's something that I've been coaching a lot around the group yeah. is if you're getting single digits through an open for inspection, you've got 30 minutes to 45 minutes or an hour in some cases, have that dialogue then and there. Absolutely. It's amazing the feedback because it's quite transparent. When someone asks you something face-to-face, -face, mm. it's a lot harder to dodge the question as it is to not answer the phone call. That's right. Uh, and even on Saturday afternoon, that's kind of the new norm. Yeah. What does that look like at the open for inspection? Yeah. Especially if you've got less than 10, yeah. less than eight, less than five coming through your opens, mm. don't wait for them to have a reason not to answer the call. That's Actually right. go and have that conversation with them. People will really respect that. And they'll remember you when they walk out of the open for inspection to say, you know what, that Adrian guy, yeah. he is on it. He's getting feedback then and there, so I know that he'll give that straight back to his vendor. That's right. And then also adopt vendor like communication and service with your buyers because let's face it in any single campaign you're only going to really have between two and six people register at your auction okay yeah. so meet with them every week send them a weekly email report about the campaign who else is interested where the other interests are how many people have come through all of that there's 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 no uh, secrets it's all very transparent as far as I'm concerned and then ca uh, catch up with them once yeah. a week as well and say hey how are you feeling about the campaign yeah, not a dissimilar question to what we asked our vendor. Um, I know you said you've got finance approved, but uh, I realise that, that approvals are a little bit tricky at the moment. Do you have actual formal uh, uh, finance or is it just a verbal? Okay, Because yeah. that's very different these days. you really yeah. got to tap into that. Have you bid unconditionally at any other auctions? Mm -hmm. Have you missed out with a signed 66W on any other properties at the moment? What else are you looking at? Did you know that something else came on the market? So these are the sort of conversations, again, which are very hard to have over the phone. Uh, and easier to achieve face-to-face. -face. So key activity for everyone watching episode number 16 yeah. is quickly write down how many hot buyers and what are their requirements and how much do you know about them mm. on a piece of paper, right? Yeah. 
we know that most agents will have 10 to 15. Imagine what that looks like if you're working with 30 hot buyers. Imagine if you up the ante and double down on your investment of dealing with those parties. This has to really become one of those unthinking habits. And what I mean by that is, you know how you brush your teeth or drink a glass of water, you don't think lift glass, turn glass, drink water, swallow, you actually just do it. Uh, driving to work, some days you wake, get to work and you think, how did this happen? How did I get here? That is something that we need to adopt with all buyer servicing and all vendor management to make sure that those campaigns, those clearance rates, not only stay consistent for McGrath, but also increase market share across the entire 96 office network sure. guys we've really enjoyed seeing you for episode number 16 any of the key questions and phrases and dialogue that adrian and i discussed in this video please send through an email we would love to give that out as a fact sheet we have attached another fact sheet just with some core beliefs around what makes mcgrath unique yeah. we call it the month that was we call it our points of difference please continue to use that out in the marketplace because it really makes us unique against every other real estate brand in the australian real estate uh, industry. Uh, episode number 17 coming to you next Friday. Keep sending through the questions. We're really love seeing you, Adrian. Thank you again. Uh, until next week, guys, see you around the ground. Thanks, Steve.